Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. I thought I was with Rob William Shatner for a second. <laughs> I like to give uh, Yoshi a little room to breathe. But anyway, my co-host is... Pernell Vaughn. Yes. Every week we listen to... <laughs> I can't do... <laughs> I can't stop doing William Shatner now. You're kind of stuck. You kinda... Every week we listen to video game music that we really like totally awesome man <laughs> how was that some do they made up i like it <laughs> i call him wispy wilbert wispy wilbert should come back in a later episode he just might he just might have to do it <laughs> anyway every week we um we pick a topic we um we pick some of our favorite tracks based on that topic and we l- listen to them we listen to them we talk about them we kind of goof off just have a good time you have a good time you and know? hopefully you the listener has an equally awesome good time yeah so if you're just listening to us um yes yeah, that's 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 kind of the show you know I mean, we're not we're not like professional comedians we're, we don't get drunk on air we just kind of hang out yet <laughs> yet also yet we run a clean ship for now clean ship for now for now unless <laughs> that's a glass of water i know that unless <laughs> So, um, how was Anime Central? So, you were at Anime Central uh, was a couple weeks ago now? Yeah, last weekend. Last weekend. So, tell us about Anime Central. It was a joy. Um, I went in with apprehension, so to speak. Okay. But came out having had a very good time. I hung out with friends I haven't seen some upwards mm-hmm. of two years. Um, did our role-playing game panel, RPGs of the Ages. Very cool. How was that? It was good, though. I feel like if we were to continue doing it, we'd have to do it at more video game-focused events because Anime Central is looking more towards, like, yaoiing you an adventure and TV or something, whatever. Okay. Yeah, and there are more, like, video game-focused conventions going on now, too. Yeah, definitely more than when we first started the panel eight years ago, actually. It's been a while. Oh, wow. But um, So as a result, we're trying to expand outward for doing that in places that would be more interested in seeing or hearing it. Um, but the people who did show up enjoyed it. And concerned that we did the panel at one in the morning because the intent of the panel was to be more like a Denny's, a night at Denny's. <laughs> um, I still feel like we had a pretty decent cut of people that yeah. showed up. That's cool. So we did that, had fun with friends, ate good food. Oh gosh, Chicago has such amazing food. Not pizza though, man. I don't, I don't, I don't do that deep dish stuff. Oh, well, you, whoa! Yeah, it's like it's like a bucket of grease. <laughs> like I don't want to eat that. Man, that's, I don't know. Well, man. I won't lie. I mean, Chicago fans, I'm sorry, but toppings and surface area does <laughs> beat the deep. All right, now they have like a hot dog thing though, right? Like they do like a chili dog, like Chicago style chili dog, right? It's, it's hilarious because they have this thing, but since I just like onions, it all loses uh, me anyway. But, but that's a thing though, right? Yeah, they do have a thing. Detroit I'm, has a thing, and Chicago yeah, has a thing. I've been a vegetarian for like five, six years, and I I would love to have one of those Chicago but, dogs. Don't they do tofu <laughs> dogs though? Oh, come on. You know that's not the same thing at all. Oh, of course. Not even close. But you're already suffering. You may as well suffer slightly less. No. If I'm going to suffer, then I want to eat the magical animal. What the, what the, there are, there's so many. There's pork. There's cow. Yeah, that's the one. But hot dogs are made of like 12 animals in a boot. <laughs> in a boot. It's all beef. <laughs> all beef boots. All boof. <laughs> boofs. Also, I'd like to apologize in advance. If you notice a certain... <coughs> oh, yeah. Or a... <laughs> um, I got a throat thingy going. Um, but at the same time, we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, we got to do it. Got to plumb through the depths, so we're, we're good. We're good. Um, yeah, I got my allergies gone, but it's like that this time of year anyway. It's the springtime. So, let's talk about our topic for now. How about that? I'm all right with that. So, this kind of came organically out of the last episode. The last episode was... Capcom Disney titles. Capcom Disney titles. Thank you. Been a while. And the, uh, the topic this week is going to be just Looney Tunes. Just straight up. Doesn't matter what company it was. Just Looney Tunes games. And not necessarily all Tiny Tunes. But I think you went 100% Tiny Toon-tastic. Funny enough, Tiny Tunes <laughs> and Konami. So in its own way, oh, okay, I yeah. still kind of ended up with that theme. Even though that wasn't my original intent. It just kind of happened yeah, because they're awesome games. They are awesome games. I, I have a huge 
the nostalgia button, like just firmly pressed down, rapid fire on the Tiny Toon games for the um, for the NES. For me, I did a lot more research onto like the Genesis games and the Game Boy games that I've never got a chance to play or didn't even know they existed. And I found some, I just found some amazing tracks. I'm super excited to play them and to share them with you. And with me, because I have never heard of these tracks. He was in the games that he oh. found them in. I, once I started seeing these composers' names show up, I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> I'm so excited. That he he's scared. I'm, I'm scared that it's going to be too good, and we're just going to have to cancel the show right after this one. Pretty much. Can't top the can't top it. Yeah, so this is a very classic episode, like the last episode. Um, it was a 3 7. Getting up in the digits there. Purnell. Why don't you start us off? I can jam on it. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to start with the um, basically the earliest console amongst my list of mm. products here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Tiny Toon Adventures, the first game on the NES. And the track is for the stage, The Haunted Forest. It is awesome. You are listening to the Haunted Forest track from the game Tiny Toon Adventures on the NES, hmm. written and composed by oh Nakashima Funahashi, and um, someone credited just as Minami. Makes you kind of wonder if it's the all-time best Minami. But she was with Capcom, right? Yeah, Minami Matsume worked with Capcom. She, yeah. was a, she was a Capcom girl. Yeah, so this might be a different person, unfortunately. Or she could have been moonlighting. We don't know. I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But this this is Konami, right? Yeah. Konami. This is a great track. Doesn't it remind you of Castlevania? It, yeah, it's got a doo-doo. But uh, Castlevania is Konami too, right? Yeah, that's where mm. that's where the tie came in. Like, it makes me want to look up Castlevania composers somewhere down the line mm. and see if it's the same guy. Um, but this is... When I would play this game growing up, this was the state I had to try to push to get to because this was my favorite track mm. in the game. Uh, even though the entire game was just solid. Oh, the whole game is fantastic. I, it's so enjoyable. It's just, it is a joy just to play through it. Yes, the it jump, is. Like the platforming and the jumping and the characters. It's just so much fun. And it had the, the partner select dynamic, which a lot of games do. And to me at least it adds tons of replay value because you can play a stage with one character and then the next time you play through it uses a completely different guy who traverses the stage in a different way mm-hmm. and the, if I remember correctly the friends in this game were Plucky right. Dizzy uh-huh. and Furball yeah Plucky had the, had the flying kind he of thing fly. going on I like that and swim oh, he could swim right. yeah, too he's a duck man Dizzy could spin and break things right. and Furball could scale walls oh yeah, yeah I forgot about that that was fun, yeah, because he found like the little power up. He can change as the different character and like kind of move around. Yep, it was freaking golden. They it did was. a lot with the um, with the graphics in that game. It was uh, they, with the, with the limited color palette of the eight bit system. I felt like they got a lot of mileage out of that thing. It was just a it was superb, really yeah, really colorful. Yes, it was. Like I, that was a product. That was an example of a game that I saved up, you know, bottle money and. <laughs> Aluminum can money to buy. Yeah, I did too. I remember that, and um, I remember bringing this home and just, oh man, just playing this game so much. Went to town on it. This was before I was hitting the rental shops. Well, I was hitting them, but not as frequently. Not as frequently. Um, there was a time when the rental shops were like the thing. Oh yeah, like and the thing. And I admit, it's a tangent, but we're old. Screw it. Um, <laughs> there's something to be said about the period of rentals that. The Steams and the yeah. DLC, not DLC, but the like marketplace era cannot touch. Mm-hmm. And that's the fact that, I mean, yeah, you can buy a game for five bucks, we can rent one for five dollars, but you would go to the store to shop for that game to rent. It was a huge decision on your part, especially if the game you originally wanted well, wasn't that even was, there. Like, that was going to be your weekend. Like, for us, 
you know, like you were gonna, you were getting something. That was gonna be like your next few days, you know, until you went back to the rental store to return it. Yep. So you were committed. You're committed to it. And you know that it was gonna be a hard game. You're gonna be playing through it over and over and over again. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, I think a lot of people share that that memory. But also, there's the memory of taking home the dud. We've all been there. Oh man, the game you want is not in the shop. Here's a game sitting right on the shelf. Is or you get one of those like hacky games that's like four and one, and you're like, oh. Who's the Adventures of Dizzy? How could I go wrong? <laughs> and then you take it home and you're sobbing, but I you're playing. It. I like I like Dizzy. Yeah, Dizzy was fun, but yeah, the rest of that stuff, I don't know. It was a it was an interesting <laughs> time. Now it's like we get games so quickly and so cheaply and it's so a lot, conveniently. It's a lot of developers now, yeah, it's worldwide. Like, the internet has made things very accessible. And which in its own way, even though it's more convenient for the user, it's taken away an era of gameplay and experience that we pretty much may never get back. Mm. So bask in the memory, folks, because (laughs) it was real. It was real. And just as a random thing to state, if you're listening to the episode, by all means, if you can think of a time you rented a game that was just so (laughs) god-awful, or just bad, it doesn't have to be god-awful, but bad, by all means, let us know, because I would like to hear some (laughs) sob stories from other users. So Can I... uh, uh Misery, camaraderie. Oh yeah, yeah, man. There's there's camaraderie and there's a there's camaraderie in the misery pile there. You know, <laughs> we can all share and suffer and suffer in unison. And this track is cool. It's got like a really good pace to it. Like the tempo really is like it's like not too fast, but it's just it's right in the middle. Really yeah. cool. it's really, really well 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 done. I love how it loops very quickly. It yeah, does, it doesn't doesn't yeah. get boring, doesn't it's, get old. It's got that really it, I think Konami's really good at that where it's like it's a short loop, but there's so much going on. Like this whole section right here kind of builds up and then it kind of comes back down again. And, it, and then it's going to resolve and come right back around. Here it comes. Awesome. awesome I, I love that rhythm. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's just a great game. All right, let's keep things 8-bit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rearrange my, my track list around a little bit to kind of keep, uh, keep, keep pace. Trying to get surprising on me here. Surprising. I was going to expect the thing. <laughs> All right, so I've got one from the uh, from the Game Boy Color. This is Looney Tunes Carrot Crazy. <laughs> Holy! There, there's a lot of Game Boy Color games, and um, this is by the composer, one of my favorite all-time favorite composers, Alberto Jose Gonzalez. This is the Space Station. Listening to the Space Station from Looney Tunes Carrot Crazy by the one and only Alberto Jose Gonzalez. Um, this also is known as Bugs Bunny and Lola Bunny Operation Carrot Patch for the Game Boy Color. Uh, man, I love this song. Actually, I love almost everything that Alberto Jose Gonzalez does. He's a, um, a Western composer. Western composer, obviously. I think he's um, from Spain. He's got a really cool, like chippy type sound. Like, he, like he did a lot of compositions for like the ZX Spectrum or the, <clears throat> maybe the Amiga. Um, famously, he did the uh, the Smurf soundtrack for the NES, and um, he did this amazing soundtrack for uh, the Smurfs Three, Smurfs Nightmare for the Game Boy Color, which is 
just a fantastic soundtrack. I think his, I, I think personally, his best work is on the Game Boy. Like he really knows how to work that sound chip. I mean, listen to this section right here. Like that's incredible. It sounds like there's like like at least six or seven like different sounds going on at the same time, but it's just only it's only three. I think it's actually kind of funny you mentioned Smurfs Nightmare because, and I'll I'll admit this right now, folks, for the show. Sometimes if Rob chooses a game that I have absolutely no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> During the track being played, I try to do the best I can to find information on it so I can see what I'm looking at. Sure. And one of the first things I came across was someone compared this game to Smurfs Nightmare. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a there's a lot of incom- commonality there. And this music seems like it's long, it, long, it deserves to be in a better game. I know. I have a feeling like he did... If you listen to a lot of these soundtracks, there's certain songs that are ser- they're, they're like kind of adaptations of like maybe the original music from whatever the the franchise is. Ah, but good. then there's a lot of songs like this that are just. I feel like these were like his original compositions. Maybe like he just like kind of like lent them into the game because it fit that 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 part of the game. Or maybe he just wrote them and it's just it's just this is Alberto, just coming through. It's got a lot going on to oh, it too. He's fantastic. I. I I can just gush over this this composer all day long. I've always been a fan of music tracks that kind of use that like sort of like loud bubble sound, like boop 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 boop. Yeah, that, that's actually uh, it's a trick used on old like Commodore sixty four ZX Spectrum music, where they again they'd only have three or four channels to use, and instead of doing a chord of multiple notes, they would like that. They would sort of emulate it by like by shifting up and down really really fast. Between the two notes of a chord, so it's called it's called an arpeggiator. Oh. It's an arpeggiation effect, but it's, it's just turned up so fast that it kind of gets that kind of gamey sound. It's very unique, and you don't hear it a lot from Japanese composers. Not almost ever. It's almost exclusive to Western composers, and I have a a sweet spot for that sound. I know it grates a lot of people. Like, like Christy can't stand that sound. Oh, I love this jam. I, but that, that sound that is sound. great. And, and Alberto uses it perfectly. I feel like it's just the right amount. And that lead sound, it's got like a punch to it. You don't hear it in anything else. Oh, and his melodies are so catchy. Like, it's, and it's a Game Boy Color game. It really tells you, the listener... That the Game Boy Color had a lot better chops going than people gave it credit for. Oh, I think man. you mentioned on a previous episode, maybe the last one, that the Game Boy Color has superior sound hardware to the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, similar, but it definitely. It was, I mean, it was stereo first of all. Nintendo wasn't stereo, and no. it had that had that optional like saw wave um, sound sound uh, channel. I'm so, just bopping. I'm sorry. It's, it's a bopping kind of track. All right, let's let's keep it moving. What's your next track, Bruno? Well, as hard as it'll be to walk away from this man's luscious <laughs> track. I am going to go with the SNES era now. All right. Um, funny enough, the like game it. that I was playing while Rob was <laughs> cooking food today <laughs> yeah. because I was just itching to play it after oh, yeah, getting yeah. nostalgic for it. Yeah, by the way, thanks thanks for like hanging out for dinner. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Before I, we record. I get hungry sometimes. When the food's there, I consume it. Oh, that's why I was cooking. I, I was hungry too. <laughs> here, here to that. <laughs> yeah. Here's to hunger and satisfying. Um... The track of choice today, <laughs> a toast. A toast. A um, toast to dinner. To dinner. All right, I'm sorry, go The ahead. greatest meal of the day. <laughs> um, the track of choice from the game Buster Bust Loose, mm. Tiny Toon Adventures, surprise, um, is called Buster Skyjinx from Stage 5, NES of S. <laughs> Buster Skyjinx is the track. All right, let's Enjoy. Hit let's hit it. Thank you. 
back to the show. You're listening to Buster Sky Jinx <laughs> from the game Tiny Toon Adventures. <laughs> Buster Bust Loose, written and composed by. Oh, I got this. Hold on, uh, Kazuhiko. Yeah, Kazuhiko Uehara and Yuki Morimoto. Wow, this is a fantastic song. Just like this the, is a great, great pick. It's just so good. Like, like how I chose the last track. The similar theme existed here, where this was the level that I looked most forward to playing whenever I booted up Buster Bust Loose. Second place being the football game stage. Mm. Um, this track really does feel like you're going on a sky adventure. Yeah, it's got that. It's got that sound to it. Here, here it comes again. Right here. Something about that sound. Do, 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 do. Sounds like you're in the air. Yeah, you're in the sky. It's very like, like, yeah, it's like floaty. You're floating. It fits the theme perfectly because mm. the way this game was built, every Tiny Toons game had a different theme to it. And this one was built as if you were actually on the show. So every stage was an episode of the show. And this particular stage, it was like, we're going to the clouds, guys. <laughs> we're going up. And he jumps on a giant balloon. And he just goes in the sky for no yeah. reason. And like, there's he's hopping on balloons. And there's like birds and clouds. Hmm. And here you get to this point here. And it just feels like, again, it just it goes from being a whimsical adventure to being an epic adventure. Right. And it just it kind of just casually goes back and forth between the two themes. It's such a good track. Now, you were playing this while I was in the kitchen. And um, I, I, I'd never seen this game. It looks really cool. It's like It looks really fun and really like uh, bright and colorful. For the, uh, for the SNES. It was. It definitely stood out very much so from a lot of other games. Like There was another game that I felt captured the essence of a cartoon mm. on the SNES Genesis era, and that was Mickey Mania. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, whenever someone says, name a game that seems to be fitting of a cartoon vibe, it's usually between Mickey Mania and Buster Bust Loose. Mm. Because it really does look and feel like you're playing a cartoon, even it, for as old as oh, the 16-bit era. It looked like it. This was a really, like, really again. This is Konami. This is only 1993. This is two years after Time Tune Adventures. Mm-hmm. Just two years. Like, and it, it looks amazing. And this this music is like it could be in a movie. Like this is this is cinematic to me. Well, it also may just as well fit the theme of the episode with the each stage of the game, where each stage being an episode style, because. They kind of have that approach. Like the stage after this is like themed after Star Wars, so it's like a space <laughs> opera That's cool. music track, and it's got this got epic highs and not so epic lows. Oh. Like same concept. It's yeah. just really good. Yeah, I think I'm gonna play through this one after after seeing. It. I would have never actually thought to pick this one up because I just didn't. I didn't know anything about it. I'm I'm gonna play through this one. That's good. I want to hear what you think of it. It's short enough, so it's not like a time sink or anything yeah, either. You can got, beat it in like 40 minutes. I could do that. Yeah. The um. <laughs> oh, I could do that, sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the game mechanics looked really cool. Like, yeah, like a like a wall, like a dash meter, and you could like run up the walls. That just looked like a that looked like so much fun. It wasn't like a wall bounce, but but it you was can like, do that too. But you could definitely do that. But it was definitely like you could just keep running up the wall, and so it was a very cartoony in that way. I thought it was really neat. Oh yeah, like and there's like different levels where they give you the power up that refills your dash meter like at optimal time, so that you can just run. For as long as the game requires you to do so, so there's some pretty oh, solid like auto scroll sections where you're like jumping over train bridges and stuff like that. It's just a gem of a game, and I do own this cart. I recommend others get it or however they choose to play it. Just just worth it's worth your time. All right, so we're gonna keep it in the 16-bit era, but I'm gonna go into the arguably superior 16-bit era. What are we going? Oh, whoa! Wait, what now? What did Nintendo didn't don't do? <laughs> what did Nintendo did did it up? I was just gonna get into a uh, Genesis Super Nintendo argument with my friend Pernell. But he already lost. But I already lost because I'm not good at talking today for some reason. Allergies. Allergies. I'm gonna call it allergies. Anyway, I found another uh, track. Another. I found another track composed by one of my uh, favorite composers. Which um, was it, Kirby? <laughs> you sounded like Kermit. I found another track composed. By <laughs> <laughs> God, we'll have to have a Muppet-themed episode. It's going to happen. This might be the one we do after our next episode. Oh my God, that's hilarious! All right, so, all right, so for my next game, uh, this is going to be uh, Daffy Duck in Hollywood for the Genesis. This is by the composer Matt Furness. Um, again, another Western composer, a fantastic Genesis composer. You know. 
a good Genesis composer when to hear his music right away. And you're going to hear this right away. This is the options menu from Daffy Duck in Hollywood for the Sega Genesis. Oh yeah, that is the options music. Also, uh, the game over music from the game Daffy Duck in Hollywood for the Sega Genesis by Matt Furness. Matt Furness, the master of the Sega Genesis. Just master. This song is so crazy good. I, oh. I would like to nominate this track for most transfer, basically the longest and most adaptable options track I've ever heard in my life. Changes right here. Who stays on the options screen for this long (laughs) to even catch a fraction of this? You're like, all right, all right. So let me um, go through. Okay, I changed my sound settings. Okay, let me change my uh, my controls real quick. Okay, ready to go. Wait, <laughs> like, I go to the bathroom real quick. But before I go, I'm going to just leave it on the options screen yeah. because that's what people do. Like, there's no... Hmm. I almost feel bad for this guy because he made this tune that most of the people who played the game have never heard yeah, in the, full. Yeah, the rest of the soundtrack, don't do me wrong, the rest of the soundtrack's really good, but it's very Looney Tune-ish. This, this song... Is just crazy. So, oh, is it all? Oh, and the bass. That that's. This is my favorite part of right here. You like that part? Oh yeah, but Mm. like it's a. Yeah, it definitely has a Genesis sound. Oh yeah, there's definitely no denying that. Got that like uh, very FM synthy kind of slap bassy thing going on. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so neat, and then the way it comes back around, back to that kind of cool, like arpeggiated, like kind of section with the crazy like. Wow! Right here, here comes back. Yeah, it slows back down, but because it's slower, this section's a little bit faster. Oh, it's so cool. It's such a cool song. For Daffy Duck. (laughs) And neither of us have ever played this title, so this is another game I kind of glimpsed at. And looking at it, it reminded me, as far as the motion went, it reminded me of the game, for those who've played it, Tasmania on the Genesis. Animation style and all, it looked very, very similar. I'm actually wondering if the same company made both games. I'll have to look into that later. But, um... I actually thought about choosing a track from Tasmania, but quite frankly, yeah, I don't. Have I don't it. remember any music from that game. I don't have a um, 
the company for this one. Just that it's on for the Mega Drive slash uh, Genesis. Oh, it's just it's just food for thought. This, for this, later. Is, this is my favorite part right here. This one. This. Oh, this is my favorite part. Oh man, that bass. Making the bowl of good soup. It's delicious. And it slows down. That's so cool. Like, who expects that? Then he gets on his horse to deliver a message <laughs> to, to Space Station 9. Why would a horse go to a space station? I don't even know. Yeah, like, when you when you hear a good Genesis composer, you know right away. Like, there's no denying it. Like, this guy knows his stuff. I'm assuming we'll probably hear his name more often throughout the t- our time doing this. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think we've actually already heard him on one of our previous episodes, too. So, Oh, there it is, then. I think it was the Snow episode. So, the 1-6. And for the record, I think our fire episode will be coming up soon because it's getting freaking hot outside. It is getting so hot. Oh, my God. All right, enough of that. It's burning. <laughs> I'm going to complain about the weather. <clears throat> well, I like to talk a little bit about global warming. Well, it's very hot outside, for now. It is. It's very hot. This is record-breaking. I start sweating from everywhere. <laughs> I'm like a puddle. Ew. <laughs> no. I just want to get this part one more time. I was just going for awkward silence. Ladies and gentlemen, your 1996 San Francisco... I don't know the team's name. Oh, my God. I can't finish 49ers. that. 49ers. I can't finish that joke. So it's like a basketball intro, right? Like a basketball. Maybe. Um, Football's done that before, though, too. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I, that's a basketball team. What's your next track? Um, I'm going to retain my Genesis love. Yes. Or rather, your Genesis love. I, I like the Genesis. Oh my God. I love the Genesis. So I'm going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. But somehow it's not abandoned the Tiger 2's moniker. Oh, no. Yeah, let's, let's, let's stick with it. Tiny Toot Adventures, the game called Buster's Hidden Treasure. Hmm. It was released at the exact same time as Buster Bust Loose. In fact, they were typically advertised side by side in the same magazine on the same spread of pages. Um, But this track is from the area Wacky Land. Hmm. So, Wacky Land from the (laughs) game Tiny Toot Adventures, Buster's Hidden Treasure. Listening to this track from this awesome game, it is called Wacky Land. I don't think it even has a full on name, but it plays in Wacky Land. Yeah, and you thought also, it was called Deep Forest, right? Yeah, but for good reason. But before we trail on, we should get to the composer. Oh, we have uh, Shinji Tasaka and Suyoshi Sakito. Fantastic track. But yeah, it plays in Wacky Land, which is the bonus round when you find the Looney Tunes circle on a map. And normal stage, it plays in the area called the Deep Forest, which is like there's a forest section and there's a section, second forest section. Huh. And 
You want to talk about how I said the last game was more like the uh, like episodes of the show. Right, right. This game was more like a solid platformer, but it still had like cartoony themes, like a lot of springs. So it was like a full, like 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 a whole adventure for the main character rather than just playing through different episodes of a TV exactly. show. Exactly. Like there was a world map with hidden stages, everything. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Um, and like this level had like tons of springs. The water, the, <laughs> the the deep forces have like water wheels. That's funny that you should say it had a ton of springs because the music sounds really springy. Yeah, and the wacky land areas typically wacky land. The way those bonus worlds work was like you collected carrots in the game. Carrots were the typical one hundred gets an extra life bill. Um, wacky land was tons of carrots, and there was like five different layouts of the way the stage were. Like one in particular was. Tons of springs. Like, you hit a spring, the game would shoot you way up in the air, and you had to come all the way down to another spring, and it just kept going, and Go-Go Dodo would just start <laughs> popping up in various spots where if you touch him, you leave the stage. So it's very dizzying as the game would shoot you up in the sky, back down, up in the sky, and the whole time you got to catch glimpses of where Go-Go is on the ground so that you don't land on him when you hit the bottom. It was a really awesome product, and you could get legitimately dizzy just from trying to play the stage. Oh, man. It was so fun, though. <laughs> I rented this game multiple times. Multiple. Mm. There was, if I remember correctly, there was no, like, partner system like the other, like the NES game had, but... Well, the the, 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 the SNES, um, but Buster Bust Loose wasn't like that either, right? That is correct. No partners yeah. there either. Well, it's interesting. You said that they were advertised at the same time. And often in this era, like, when games were... Put out like like big franchise games were you know were released. They were they were released for multiple systems at the same time, and they were generally like the same game, but like ported to like five or six different systems, like handheld and everything. But you're saying that like this is a completely different game. Yeah, there were a few huh. games that did this. Like this one did it. Aladdin did it. I know that. Yeah, yeah. But those are two different companies, right? Yeah, but they still kind of got released at the same time okay. because they were capitalizing on the Aladdin movie, and it was like, hey, if you got a Genesis, you can still get a game, but it's nothing like this one. So they were still just trying to hit that push. Like, Tiny Toons was the same idea. Like, Tiny Toons was hitting its peak. We had to get games on the market. Buy one from both systems, you know? And it was... This was freaking gold. Like, I adore this game. Uh, music, gameplay, the works. Yeah, I love this. And it, this feels, again, like a cartoon, but less about thematic cartoon themes. This just feels like just a flat-out wacky cartoon. Yeah, it's wacky. Uh, the... Uh, the, the notes have a lot of pitch bend, like kind of up and down, up and down, like really springy, really kind of fun, cartoony. I feel like you don't hear a lot of that kind of pitch bending in the Genesis music very often, which is odd because, I mean, it's a straight up synthesizer in there. Like, you know, bend that pitch, right? You hear a lot of pitch bending in Genesis and uh, uh, Super Nintendo music. Yeah, but not so much Genesis. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Oh, I'm going to have to listen out for that. <laughs> I like this sound, though. It sounds really silly i actually kind of debated <laughs> on choosing this or not because of like it's definitely got some high like pitches to like wah, 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 <laughs> like it's all right strange do you want my next track to be genesis or super nintendo let's go super okay super all right so my next track is going to be um from the game looney tunes basketball for the super nintendo um this is the song for basketball game three by paul webb James Hebden and someone just named Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. This is your song. I liked it. Thank you. 
right, this is from the game Looney Tunes Basketball for the Super Nintendo. This is Basketball Game 3 by Paul Webb, James Hebden, and Mark. This is a 90s hip-hop jam for a basketball game. <laughs> this is super 90s. These guys know how to get damn. Oh, they got the you get a little flute solo here with the orchestra hits, and then all of a sudden you get the organ solo. I'm doing my best chair dance I've done yet. Oh man, it's grooving. I'm imagining like you know the Fresh Prince of Bel Air thing going on right now. And moving Jam on, jump on it. Moving with the auntie and uncle to Bel Air. Oh, that! I thought you talking about the jump on it, jump on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> jump on it, jump. Wait, that no, that was from they did it. Well, I know the track wasn't originally from that the was show. Apache. Jump on it, jump on it. Yeah, but they, on it. Yeah, oh, but they I see how they sampled that. I, yeah, I honestly think that track is more popular because of that episode than the <laughs> actual track's original release. Like it's popular. They did a, if I remember correctly, him and like. They did like a British TV a talk show like maybe a few months ago where it was him, Jazzy Jeff, and his son, and they oh, did wow. the whole rap. And then after the rap, they did the they snuck in Alfonso Ribeiro and they did a jump on it, <laughs> and they did it on there. Like that's how I'm pretty sure it's more popular dude, from that dude, show. Jazzy Jeff, man, I heard um, some recent music of his. Uh, I think actually it came through my Pandora station. Oh, it's so good. He's still getting down, man. He is up fantastic. in Philly. Oh, yeah, yeah, Philly, Philly native. Love it. Keeping keeping Philly keeping Philly hope alive in the mainstream, good friend. Yeah, so I, I'm looking through Looney Tunes tracks, and I heard like the '90s, like hip hop, like kind of upbeat, like fun, kind of uplifting, positive hip hop kind of sound. And then that long, like organ solo, I'm like, yeah, this has got me on the show. Oh, and I'm digging it. This I'm is on the show. <laughs> you, had, you actually have been on fire this episode I, with your selections. Like, I've I never heard ex- of or yeah. played these games, but. At least two of them I want you to play now and see what all the hubbub's about. I can't I, go with this only because it is sports, and me and sports are like oil and vinegar. It could be cool. It could be like an NBA jam Wait, style. Oil and water. I mean, it is, it is Looney Tunes playing basketball. That is true. It I mean, cool. I do like Mega Man soccer, so. But when you get down to it, this has the least possibility of being as fun as maybe like Buster Bust Loose. Well, that is also maybe, true. Maybe, I don't know. But, but this cartoony cool. sports, as long as they don't try to stick to the typical right, rules of right. gameplay, they yeah. have a way of being fun nonetheless. Yeah, arch rivals, NBA Jam, Mutant League, football, hockey, Mutant League, cricket. It's all good. Super Dodgeball, City Connection. Oh, yeah. Ninja Gaiden. All those sports <laughs> games. Yeah, the ninja, the ninja sports. Oh, yeah. There's that organ, organist getting down again. Bro, it's like, bro. I hear this jam. I'm getting there. And, um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's... Looking for tracks on this for this show, I was not expecting to get as excited as I did for what I found. I just I, there's so many good, so much good music on these games. Oh, I'm digging this. I'm digging the heck out of this right now. Actually, I want to bring up this topic yeah, partly because it's a cool topic, and secondly because it allows us to play this track longer. Um, <laughs> I was looking up just random gibberish on the phone because I do I do like five things at once every day. All the time. You do, yeah. And I came across an article that Forbes published. Now, I'm not sure how familiar you are with, like, you know, typical internet nonsense, but the game <laughs> Doom recently came out for the Xbox One and PS4. And Doom is internet nonsense. Well, not Doom itself. <laughs> I'm but just kidding. The, uh, I, I've heard good things about that game, actually. I heard, I heard, it, was, uh, I heard it was pretty fun. I uh, did. I ended up grabbing it. I got to, have to sit down and play it, though. Mm. But cool. um, apparently there was, like, a preview done of it on Polygon. Oh, oh bring it back. Doom 90s? Yeah, got it. If you were in school and not playing Doom, you weren't doing it right. <laughs> I right, played sorry. Polygon, go on. No, no worries. Doom was awesome. It was awesome. Um, apparently, they had like a preview video of this game out where apparently the person who was playing for the preview did a legitimately god awful job. Like they were just sucking up the place. Oh, they weren't. They weren't playing. Oh, they were well. Pl- they were playing poorly. They were playing like I would. No, they were, play, they were playing worse, <laughs> if no you can one, believe that. No one could play an FPS worse than me. It's like if my mom was playing it. It was that bad. All right. Now, apparently, people were complaining about, like, you know, you can't have a guy playing on these previews and be bad at the game. you got to be good at what you're doing. So it got to the point where apparently Forbes wrote an article <laughs> on how you have to be good at a game to do a preview for a game website. Yeah. And it, it just... Dude, games are big business now. Like games are, it's a it's a huge industry. It's like saying, okay, um, Nissan, we got a new car, we're really proud of it. 
let's put on the test track, show it off. Um, and let's just get like, you know, you know what? He doesn't have his license quite yet. Get Jim's he, mom to do it. She's going to do today. <laughs> Jim's mom. Jim's mom will drive it. She's bored. And she uh, she packs it full of like all the kids in the neighborhood. And they're like, let's go. And then she's got like one hand on the phone, the other hand on the phone. Yeah, pretty, she's, staring with her, she's got both hands on the phone, staring with her knees. She yes. can't see out the back because the kids are like, you know, throwing pizza in the air. Basically the experience of driving an actual Nissan. It's the, ex- it's the Nissan experience. But it's not going to sell more Nissans. This is very true. It's very true. <laughs> but, but no, anyway, yeah, it's true. Yeah, games are, are big business. And if you got someone inept playing your game trying to show it off, it's going to get noticed. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, look at that. I think it's the same logic because it'd be weird for someone like as good at driving a car, right? And we're not going this too long because otherwise I know people are like, what the heck's with these dudes? But right, whatever. we do like... If you had a guy who's terrible at driving a car, driving this Nissan, you would think that a person watching the ad that can drive cars well would go, man, I do want this car just so I can do a better job at driving it than that guy did. <laughs> you know, it's like, because all the bells and whistles are there. It's just the person's not good at showing them off. But you can see that they exist in this time. They're like a game, shiny, glistening, pew, 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 right, jump, right. jump, jump. It looks like it's going to be fun. It's just, man, if this guy is making it look good, as bad as he's playing it, right. I'll make it awesome. I can't wait to play that game. Real quick, though, I got to say, watching a game, if someone like blows through it, it looks super easy, I'm not going to be interested. I'm only interested in games that are, not only, but I'm mostly interested, I get interested in games when they're difficult. You like the struggle. When I see that it's going to be difficult, if people have complained that it's going to be difficult, chances are I'm going I'm to be like, I want to play that game. Like Mega Man Unlimited. I'm going to be playing that one. All right, um, this is the time of the show where we would do the bonus round. The bonus round is the part of the show where we play remixes and covers based on the theme of today's show. But as you would notice, I haven't turned off this jam. So it sounds like we kind of hit a bit of a pickle. Yeah, so there's not a whole lot of Looney Tunes remixes. (laughs) So I think Rob came up with an interesting idea instead yeah, so we're going to keep it going. So since we're going to keep playing classic music, we're going to have a time extension. Time extension. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. I like that. No, it's like, a, what was that from? Ridge Racer? Um, Daytona, I think. A Daytona 2. Oh, man. I played that game to death. It was awesome. And Daytona 2 was like straight up drift racing. Anyway, that was racing games. This is Looney Tunes. Pernell, we're going to go for a fourth Looney Tunes track. That's right. I'm game for that. All right, what you got? Not Tiny Tunes. All right. I'm going with not Konami either. This is Kemco. Ken, Kenco or Kemco? Kemco. K-E-M-C-O. And I don't, I can't recall the last time they produced a game. But uh, the game is from an old classic. The game was Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. Um, and the track, being nameless, just typically gets played on the password screen. So let's go for it. Let's do it. Crazy Castle Town, <laughs> featuring B.O. Bugs the Bunny. Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. My, Password screen. My boy Bunny. My boy the Bunny. My boy Bugs. Yo, that boy. What's up? <laughs> oh, God. Let's not go. <laughs> not this show. Not this it's show. that Bunny. What's up? Um, yeah, this is also, also called the Continue Screen. I think like on the Continue Screen, they show you the password. It's kind of a short one, but I love that. Yeah, it's kind of funny because um, I mentioned to Rob, this is the track that I, 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 it was like a stage theme I actually wanted for the show, but um, when it came time to actually, you know, just talk shop, he was like, actually, I heard this track from the game, and I think it sounds pretty good, and I heard it, I was like, you know, overruled, my track is gone. Man, I was surprised, like, usually, like, when you, like, have your tracks, like, you're set, like, this is, like, this is what I want to hear, this is what I want to play. 
but we were scrolling through trying to find the right one. You're like, no, this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is toe tapping, snap your fingers. Yeah, yeah. You kind of walk into the club and you're like, yeah, what's going on? What's up, guys? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, where's Bugs Bunny? Oh, there he is. Yeah, what up? Got my money. <laughs> got my money. Got my money. No, it's, it's a really, it's a really good track. <laughs> though. Bugs like, got my carrot. Got, got my, my carrot. carrot. Got my carrot. I can't laugh oh, because here, here, of my here. throat. Here, here comes you ready. Rabbit season. A duck season. <laughs> nice. Rabbit season. A duck season. Uh-uh. <laughs> we could have went there. We could have went with this. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, this is an awesome beat. <laughs> it's, it's, it loops quickly, but it's so awesome. You could just go to town with this thing. I could write a whole track to this easily. I could. You could. No, it's just perfect. But see, but like, I could not go without this. So I feel like this makes a perfect time extension tune. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's short. It's it's awesome. That doesn't have to be short because it doesn't need to be short. But it just happens to be short. It does all it needs in a short amount of time. Yeah. What has is the um the NES like tom tom. So these would be like drum fills. But it's done with the triangle wave, and it's played from a very very high pitch and it's pitch bended all the way down really really low but super super fast so it sounds like like a percussion kind of element and you hear that a lot in the Mega Man games hmm so it makes me wonder if this is uh, the composers were also involved in uh, Capcom at all it's very possible I mean Kemco was a very small developer so I can imagine they probably like like leased out to people uh, maybe I don't, we didn't mention the composer though this is Hiroyuki Masuno oh good call good catch he deserves recognition for this sweet sweet tune Absolutely. All right, so uh, moving on. Um, I'm going to go back to um, an old friend, Alberto Jose Gonzalez. Hi, Albert. Hey, Albert. <laughs> he's actually um, he's credited in his uh, the American releases as Joe McAlby. I kind of like that. Like McAlby, which is kind of interesting, like kind of Americanized for um, for whatever reason. Well, we love both of his names. But again, on the Game Boy Color, this is called... There's a whole series of games called um, Looney Tunes Collector. So this is Looney Tunes Collector Alert for the Game Boy Color. This is the song Marvin the Martian and K-9's theme. So there's like... All the different stages are kind of like themed to different like Looney Tunes characters. So this is Marvin the Martian's K-9's theme from the game Looney Tunes Collector Alert for the Game Boy Color by Alberto Jose Gonzalez. Marvin the Martian and K-9's theme from the game Looney Tunes Collector Alert, also known as Martian's Quest. This uh, by Alberto Jose Gonzalez. Just fantastic Game Boy music. Again, so it's just catchy. It's rhythmic. 
again, he's able to fit so many different sounds in, into this into this piece. We pretty much dubbed him as the Get Up and Jam Man. Yeah, he's my get the Get Up and Jam Gonzalez. Ah, sold. <laughs> the Get Up Gonzalez. Get Up and Jam Gonzalez. Get Up and Jam. Jose Gonzalez. Get on the audio box. It's time to get down with the Get Up and Jam Gonzalez, man. Oh, yeah, this is this is going to my car. This is the car mix. Mm. This is straight up in the car mix. I, I could do it. some gym stuff to this too. If it's like aerobics, do 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 do. Yeah, it's good tempo. Good, good like aerobics tempo. Yeah. See, this is aerobics music. It can get. It can happen. It yeah. needs to happen. If you're listening, if you don't, not if you're in your car, but if you're listening to this right now, just kind of like maybe like raise your arms up a little bit, up, 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 out. And kick. Uh, is that working for kick. you? Kick and kick. Now two uh, punch and kick. That's working for and Pernell. Spin and he's sick. And flip. I got to dance. <laughs> Just kick and punch and spin and twirl. Now make a sandwich. Now make a sandwich. Now eat it. I think it's uh, good. <laughs> make the sandwich. It's so awesome. No man, we're trying to work out, not eat more. Well, it's, it's it's energy sandwich. We're, we're sending we're sending mixed messages to the audience. No, make an energy witch and then you <laughs> eat it. Witch, energy sandwich. It will power you through the workout. It'll be great. This has been episode. 3-7 Looney Tunes games. I want to thank you for joining us on the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast time awesomeness with good friends and music. Good tunes. It's just been an awesome episode. Oh, yeah. It's always weird how we come up with these themes and you don't expect going in to get the kind of banter and good tunes that we get from them. I did not expect this from a Looney Tunes themed episode. Yeah, I was. Ex- I knew I was going to find some great music. I mean, there's great music everywhere, but there's some really fantastic music. So that just really goes to show you, you know, just dig deep. Dig deep in the crates. You're going to find some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, what we got next week, Pernell? We got something special going on, right? Yes, we do. We got a double check, triple check confirmation, but we will have a special guest on the show with the intent being to share some awesome tunage and do a little dash of fun cross promotion at the same time that's right we're going to be also doing uh kingdom hearts oh baby now not that side banter nonsense none of the none of the 258 over whatever freaking math magician magic they do <laughs> a square or so we're doing we're sticking straight to the hardcore games in the set so they have the core i guess they have whatever is the core games of kingdom hearts Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's some really fantastic music again. Heading back to Disney, getting back into some Square Square Enix. Yeah, Square Enix. Typically Yoko Shimomura. Ooh, but oh. you can't go wrong there. Really, that was her. Most of it was Yoko Shimomura. That's my girl. Oh. That's right, Yoko Shimomura. I love it. Love it. I can't wait. All right, so that's going to be next Monday. So check that out. Uh, keep your eyes out on iTunes for that. But if you'd like to get in contact with us, if you got any. Uh, words of wisdom or anything you'd like for us to read <laughs> send it to us on our email address rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com it's funny it's like you're gonna send us uh, some fan fiction I would love to read some fan fiction about me and Purnell real friend fiction that's an interesting term for it and then he barbecued it was delicious yeah uh, most of it's just uh, you know cooking and eating um, but, okay. <laughs> is that a problem <laughs> I had to, I'd hate to hear that being a problem. It's not definitely not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah, it's not a problem. Uh, if you would like to learn more about the show or get a full track listing, check out the website, rhythmandpixels.com. Great. And um, if uh, you know, if you like what you're hearing, and you'd like for more people to check out the show, please hit that subscribe button on iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever you found the show. And if you're on iTunes, definitely please leave us a rating, leave us a comment. It will help other people find the show. And just what's important to us is other people finding this awesome music. Yes, because you can't have a good time. Well, you can. But you can have a better time if you have more awesome people to have the good time with. It just makes the experience that much nicer, I think. Rob thinks. We agree. I think absolutely we agree. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, how about we uh, we keep this good time going? We're going to add some water ice. How about that? If you have Aritas in your area, I know we have some friends overseas, so I don't know if you guys have Aritas or water ice. I think the way we're saying water ice 
I didn't say water ice. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't meanwhile in Delaware here, buddy. Water ice. With water and ice together in a delicious cup. Um, but you need to get yourself some of that because it is fantastic. It also goes by Italian ice, but it's not quite the same. Um, delicious. We're going off on a tangent because water ice is fantastic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, This is the water ice of <laughs> Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I've been Rob Nichols. And I'm still Purnell. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Have a good night. And remember, be like Buster. Eat those carrots. Vitamin C, tasty good treats, and they help your vision, so I hear. But just eat some freaking carrots and vegetables, all right? Yeah, night vision's always important. Mm.